Good morning! Hope everybody's doing well on this wonderful and fabulous Monday morning. I know everybody is just excited to jump out of bed, get the road running, ready to get your day going. Can't wait to see who you meet, who you talk to, getting into the moving and the grooving of the week. I know you all are just so excited. No, in fact, you're probably sitting here thinking, why don't somebody shoot that idiot? And if I was in your place, I probably would too. So uh, it is Monday. It's hard to get up. It's hard to get motivated. It's hard to get going. But I tell you what, my friends, as I tell you every morning, man, as long as there's breath in your lungs, God has a mission. God has a plan for you. So praise God for that. Man, look at this day. As God's word says, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So my friends, the day will be what you want it to be. If you want to meet it with misery and dread and in a grumpy, bad mood, guess what? Your day is going to go dreadfully, horribly, and in a bad way. But if you greet it with joy and anticipation and saying, I'm going to use this day to serve Jesus Christ today, and I'm going to work as if I'm working unto the Lord, you will have a much better and brighter day. All right, my friends, you see what we got watching this morning here. We've got Miss Amy Oaks-Turner, Tracy Little, Angel Dixon, Brendy Boyd Young, and Jennifer Honeycutt. Appreciate all you cool cats and kittens watching this morning. All right, my friends, at this time, let's do our morning Pledge of Allegiance. Attention. Salute. Pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag, to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again, with life and liberty for all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. Alrighty, praise the Lord for those wonderful verse, uh, pledges. I always want to say verses for some reason. Pledges that we get to say each and every morning and the freedom to do so even though our Constitutional Republic is in dire distress. I'm just shocked and amazed at the uh, uh, the Generation Z who want to vote left. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Uh, with you see, with everything you're seeing going on right now, with the the cost of everything, uh, you know, skyrocketing, abortion, perversion. I mean, every what I think we're just I think we're in an area of what. God's Word talks about a godless generation. I mean, it's just the only explanation for it. I, I just, I don't get it. I really don't. And it's very disappointing to see uh, uh, that uh, there was not a red wave and barely a red ripple uh, in the pond of our society. And uh, I tell you what we got to do is pray. But like I said before, remember, God is on the throne. God is in control and God is sovereign. And ain't a thing in the world happening that's not outside of God's control. And so we just have to trust in that. Pray for the best, do our best, and keep on keeping on. Just like that old, oh, Mike, yes, sir. Just like that old uh, slogan in the 70s, just keep on trucking, my brothers and sisters. All right, let's look at our verse of discussion this morning. We're looking at John chapter 14, verse 12. 
Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the work that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. All right, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. You know, when you read this verse, you may look at it and say, well, you know, I'm reading this here, you know, and Jesus is, is talking, and, and how in the world can I do greater works than Jesus? Well, obviously we can't do miracles or greater miracles than Jesus done, and uh, in fact, even the disciples couldn't do that. And, uh, you know, and that's, of course, I hit on a little bit last week about these supposed faith healers. Uh, that uh, is just bogus baloney. Uh, you got the Benny Hens that have been exposed where they had people posing as someone who was sick. Heck, even Little House on the Prairie did a, uh, a segment or a TV show, or should I say, uh, that uh, where this guy come in as a faith healer and and uh, this, you know, the uh, Doc Baker tried to tell him that uh, his son was, his boy, his father, he says he's got appendicitis, it's going to rupture, and he's going to die if you don't get him to the uh, to a proper surgeon. He said, no, I know this faith healer is going to heal him. And uh, he took him over there, and for all accounts, persons thought he was healed. But what had happened is appendix had ruptured and didn't know it, and uh, the boy died. Kind of find out this guy had people posing as paraplegics and uh, sick and so he'd act like he was healing them that's what you see a lot of times in these supposed faith healers or charlatans but nonetheless that's kind of a little side note <laughs> in our discussion this morning but again as we're looking at you know what, what does this greater works mean well first of all as our time our union with the lord our our prayer time you know that's one thing area that we need to be very careful and aware of is that we are doing our, our just duties and spending that communion with Christ daily in prayer. You know, I know that uh, sometimes time constraints are, uh, are such that maybe you don't get to spend as much time in prayer that you would like to, but at least you're making the effort. You know, I, I'm sure that ideally it'd be nice to spend an hour a day in prayer. That may not always be something you can do, and quite honestly, uh, it's hard. You know, once you pray and then you're like, you know, it's like, man, you feel like you've been praying forever. You look, it's been like five minutes. You're thinking, i got to spend an hour praying. You know, So you don't have to, but I mean, that would be a, a goal to maybe look at. But sometimes just sitting there just listening and trying to ponder on the Lord. But then again, if you're like me, I, I try to do that. And where I guess where I'm getting older, I fall asleep. So <laughs> that don't really work too well either. So, But the thing of it is that to talk to God, just like you would talk to a friend, uh, your your partner, or whatever, you know, you want, to, you want to have that communication, you know, just like you would with your children. You want that communication. That's why we just didn't have that open communication between us and God. So when we look at this, we can do greater works than Jesus. Uh, you know, again, John 14, 15 is what we're looking at here. Uh, is where it says, of course, I know we read 14, 12, but I'm, I'm reading a different verse. Uh, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Okay, so uh, that greater works, if you will, uh, is the uh, fact that we will be obedient to God's word. And that uh, when, when Jesus refers to that, uh, these commandments as my commandments, shows that he is God. And he has the authority to command how we should live. You know, and it's so sad that we, in this godless society we live in, we see how so many uh, uh, these these young people have gotten so far from God, so far from God's commandments, that no wonder we're seeing what was formerly evil as good and good as evil, because the pendulum has swung so far. You know, the the understanding of what is good, right, and holy is is so far from people's minds; they don't have a clue. 
and all they want to do is dismiss the things of God. That's just like reading it this morning. I shared an article where this um, instructional assistant in a, a Florida school system uh, was uh, very uh, uh, upset and uh, because they dared to pass a uh, parking spot where a teacher had Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. And they said, as a Jew, they found that uh, so offensive and tried to compare uh, what they were feeling to that of the uh, gulags, the uh, what the uh, or the uh, gas chambers, and the six million Jews that had died, and I'm like, what am I reading? What? So they get so angry to see that verse. I'm thinking, you know, there's a lot of things in this world I don't like. There's a lot of things in this world that makes me angry, but I see it and I go on in my own business. Now, how can that be such an offense? That you have to go to the school board. The school board said, hey, they had the freedom to do what they wanted to. So uh, that's good for them that they defended the, the teacher. But I just can't imagine that you you were so fragile that to see anything that's such as a Bible verse, that it, it offends your sensibility so much that you have to complain about it. But see, again, that is showing the power of God because the reality of God is truth. And when somebody sees those verses, when they see something of God, their darkness is exposed. They are brought under conviction. That's why when they cannot stand to see a Bible verse, the mention of God, because that light exposes the darkness and they don't want to hear it. So my friends, we need to make sure that we are abiding by what God is telling us. And um, we want to make sure that we're practicing, we are obeying Jesus' commands every day. You know, and it's, not, it's not like uh, the Pharisees tried to gain interest into heaven by doing rituals, trying to keep the law. It's not about that. We know that once we accept Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, our name is written in the last book of life. We do these things because we want to please the Father. It's not, not a matter of trying to do it to attain uh, our place in heaven. Our place in heaven is secure the moment we say the prayer of salvation. It's a matter of trying to obey God. You know, that's why I was talking about last week about how the Apostle Paul seemed uh, seemed to holler out, uh, not seen, but did holler out, oh, wretched man that I am, because his, his lack of ability to obey God's commandments as he should, as we all should. And sometimes we get to that point of, oh, wretched man that I am, because we simply just mess up continually. But we have to keep trying daily to obey those commandments and do what is right in God's eyes. We'd also, also look at, at um, in, as far as uh, doing those greater works, if you will, in John 14, 16, and 17, it says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. That is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it does not see him or know him. But you know him, because he abides with you and will be in you. So what we're talking about here is the fact of the Holy Spirit, uh, that paracletos, if you will, that helper, the one that goes alongside of you. Uh, it is, you know, it's what the, the Holy Spirit helped the disciples in the upper room and, and was there to encourage them when they were going through trials and persecution. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our time of need, walks alongside of us, encourages us in our, our times of tribulation and, uh, and what we're going through in the storms of life. It's the Holy Spirit that is there to gather, to help us and to uh, encourage us, that comforter, if you will, that paracletos. See, that's where we get that word paracletos uh, from the Greek, which means comforter. And so literally, it means to go alongside. Uh, in extra-biblical Greek, it refers to an attorney who is called alongside the accused to defend his case. 
So in reference to, uh, in particularly in 1 John 2, 2, uh, it's being used to fit Christ's role of advocating for us when we have sinned. If we understand counselor to mean legal counsel, then the word captures a part of the meaning, but not if you think of the therapist who offers advice. For the King James translators, comforter did not mean what it means now, someone to console you when you need to cheer you up. Rather, it meant someone to come alongside to give you strength. So we see, that's, that's a wonderful thing. When Christ ascended, the Holy Spirit descended, and, and, and to help us, to give us the strength, because we are weak. We are under temptation. We are uh, in a sinful world. So that we have that Holy Spirit to help us to overcome those sinful desires that are there and present. And then what the devil wants to use to pull you down, to make, to weaken you, to try to drive a wedge between you and Christ. And, you know, that's why it's a temptation, because it tugs at the areas of our lives that we do desire. You know, that's what happened with Adam and Eve. You know, he, uh, Satan manipulated Eve into saying, hey, you could be like God, you know, and, and to say, hey, it's no big deal. He's not going to kill you. And that's how the devil works. He wants to manipulate you. Hey, it's no big deal. Who's going to know? It's okay. And then after the sin is committed, then you're thrown under immediate conviction, like, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. What have I done? That's why we have to lean on the Lord. We have to lean on the Holy Spirit. See, we're seeing the, the Trinity at work, at play here. So that when we are tempted, Lord, help me to have the courage to overcome this desire that I know is not honoring to you. And that's what we have to do each and every day. Again, spending that time of prayer, being strengthened and encouraged by the face of God so that we're not down and beat down each and every day. That we can pick ourselves up, not by our own strength, by God's strength, to continue to fight, to keep on swinging and to keep on going forward and let the devil know, you're not going to defeat me. You're not going to break me. I'm, going to, I'm in this fight to win it, and I have won it. See, remember, we are coming... From a place of victory. We're not fighting for victory. We're fighting from victory. Isn't that what a wonderful thing? We are strengthened. And God gives us that strength through the Holy Spirit. So praise God for that. That we have that each and every day uh, to encourage us through our daily walk. And, uh, you know, the, the, this little quote here I like. Says, Thus we do greater works than Jesus by obeying his commandments and relying on the indwelling Holy Spirit. And we can do greater works through Jesus when we live in union with him. In John 14, 18 through 20, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. After a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live. You will live also in the day you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. So when we see that, man, what a wonderful thing that Jesus Christ gives us life, that Jesus Christ doesn't leave us on our own uh, ability. We are not orphans. He is still there for us. He still loves us. He still takes care of us. And uh, that's why he sent that him. That's why he sent the Holy Spirit. We, uh, and Jesus you know, was tempted beyond more than anything than anybody could ever possibly imagine. So he is not separate from what we're going through. So lean upon him today. Dependence. See, that's what God wants is our complete dependence upon him. We rely too much on our own self, on our own abilities. We have to be humble before God Almighty and be totally, utterly dependent upon him. So my friends, as you're going out throughout the day today, pray. Pray consistently and constantly. And when I say that, it doesn't mean that every breath you take, I'll be praying. You know, as I said before, it's like a persistent cough. It's not, you know, it's, it's there, but it's not every second that you have a persistent cough. We have to be persistent in our prayers, persistent in our walk, persistent in this battle, persistent in this fight. Keep up the good work, my friends. And just like the, 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 
this individual who got so upset about uh, Philippians 4.13. Remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And through him and through him alone can you be victorious. Let us pray. And Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, uh, help us every day to be dependent upon you. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be obedient. Help us, Lord Jesus, to avoid the pitfalls and snares that are laid before us. Give us the strength to keep on persevering. Lord, for anyone watching or listening this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Be with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, as I pray every morning, be with all my brothers and sisters of Christ who are watching and listening. Watch over, protect them. Be with our children who are going to school, work, or play, and our spouses as well. And Lord, uh, put a holy hedge about them. Keep them safe. Help us, Lord Jesus, to always be a light in the world of darkness, to stand boldly for you, and to do your good work. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, I do appreciate you all for tuning in. And uh, hello, Carolyn Kelly, Michelle Fox-Harris, and Debbie Jackson-Side. Appreciate you ladies for tuning in. Terry Hutchinson, good morning. And I uh, hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And my friends, remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.